Welcome to Season 1 of the Unsung Battles Podcast. I'm Ian Anderson, and I'm on a mission to understand the tactics and the truths that men use to overcome their darkest days. Just like your physical body, your mental strength needs to be trained and developed. Everyday men fight battles against personal tragedies, mental illness, addiction, suicide, injustices, and other seemingly insurmountable obstacles. By sharing the power in these stories, I believe they will fortify our minds and encourage the bond of brotherhood. Whether you're listening for yourself or in an effort to help another, men capable of winning in mental combat are needed. So let's get to work. Welcome to another episode of the Unsung Battles podcast. I'm Ian. Wanted to give you all uh, a little information about a new a new approach that we're going to kind of start applying and employing within the Win Mental Combat Project. So one of the big focuses of the Win Mental Combat Project is on action, not just awareness. I feel like the awareness side of things is going well. You know, there's plenty of social media pages. There's people talking about it on the news, celebrities, all that jazz. They're all talking about mental health, right? Um, we've got the awareness piece that's moving forward. However, I feel like where we're struggling is the action piece. And so part of the Win Mental Combat Project is giving you opportunities to act. What we're going to start up is mental health tactic training. So each week, and we're going to try and link this with this podcast episode. So we're going to pull something, some tactic or truth that the individual from the podcast episode of that week is using and give you the challenge to employ it in your own life. The way that we're going to do this is on Mondays, we're going to kick out that mental health training tactic so that you can begin to employ it in your life. We'll issue the challenge. We'll tell you what it's about and give you an example of one way that we're doing it. So this week, we're focusing on simplification. How do you simplify your life? pull out some of those needless or distracting or those just those noise activities that impacts your effectiveness at the rest of your day where you're just being pulled in too many different directions. And that's something that Gareth is going to talk about and, and leans on as something that helps him is that simplification, right? So the challenge is I want you to find one thing in your life that you can do to reduce the amount of noise that you're experiencing or the amount of directions you're being pulled and you, you know you look at just the amount of information that comes at you from your cell phone it's crazy and how distracting and you know derailing that can be for the things that you really want to do in your day or that really matter so my example what I'm going to be doing is I'm actually going to go and turn off notifications for any likes on my social media I've found that to be very distracting yes it's fun to see those come through However, I'm constantly looking for the next one, right? It's not providing me any benefit. I'm not growing or learning or developing as a result of seeing a like on my cell phone. I'm turning off those notifications for likes so that that's no longer distracting me. I can now focus and kind of simplify parts of my life. I don't need that additional piece of information like a drip feed because uh, it's just not, it's not mentally healthy for me. So that's what I'm going to be doing issuing this challenge to y'all. And we also want to have a place for you to be accountable. On Fridays, we're going to follow up. How did employing this particular tactic work in your life? Maybe it did, maybe it didn't. 
you know, and if it didn't tell us why not and what you tried instead. This is a conversation we're trying to learn from each other. We're hoping that we'll grow through this action oriented plan of training those mental health tactics. People are always so focused on the physical health and we understand the benefits and that contributes to our mental health. But what are we doing specifically for our mental health? What are we doing specifically to train that side of us to make it stronger, to make it better so that we're more fortified and prepared for the mental challenges that will come? We're all dealing with them. They may look a lot different from person to person, but we're all dealing with them. Big new thing, mental health training tactics, things that you need to know. Follow us at Win Mental Combat to get those Monday notifications of what that tactic for the week is going to be. And then we're going to reiterate it through the Tuesday episode. It's going to be a chance to try and link up and see some examples through somebody's story. In this particular case, Gareth is going to share his uh, thoughts around simplicity. Then look for on Friday that opportunity to hold yourself accountable and let us know how you did. Comment, uh, let us know how it went, what worked, what didn't work. You know, that conversation with others is is as much as a benefit for you as it will be for them for you to comment and share your experience. Awesome. We got that taken care of. Let's get into this episode. Really excited about this. Just as a heads up, Gareth is actually my brother. It's been really insightful and meaningful to me to have this conversation with him. And we talked about things that honestly, I didn't know. I wasn't aware of he was facing these, which just goes to show you like you can know somebody your entire life. Like I've known him my entire life. And I did not realize he was facing some of the things he was facing. That just internalized for me how much more I need to be asking and paying attention and being aware of what others are going through and maybe diving a little deeper every once in a while to find out if they're struggling through something or if they're facing something. You know, even in your own family, you may think you have somebody all figured out. Doesn't make it true. So always be prepared to ask, to go deeper. Don't assume that somebody's doing super well. Because they might just be hiding it really well. Just to give you a heads up, we did have a little bit of a mic issue. The audio is not great. I know that. If you can't deal with it, I apologize. But it's definitely been a good conversation, one worth sticking out despite the noise. And with that said, let's jump into today's episode. Gareth, thanks for jumping on with us today. It's great to have you. I'm excited to hear more about your story and kind of what we can learn. Definitely uh, happy to be here. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're up to in life. So a little backstory to myself. I guess I'll start, you know, high school is kind of always a big, big place to start. So very competitive, sports driven, that type of person. Went directly into the military after I uh, was infantry in the army. Did two deployments. Um, also went to sniper school as well. After getting out of the military, Wanted to go and fly helicopters. Took a little detour on the way getting there. Uh, worked at a dealership for a little while. Did the sales thing. Had a lot of fun doing that. Currently am a flight instructor. Teaching people how to fly helicopters. Nice. It's a lot of different industries and a lot of different experiences. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, been, a, it's been a lot of fun. Every, every industry or experience has had a little bit of different taste to it. What would you say your current outlook on life is? And good the bad the difficult uh with my current outlook look on life is what i'm i guess trying to do the most right now is just to enjoy every moment that i'm in whether it's a bad moment a good moment um there's ups and downs of life struggles in life we've all been there we know it's going to happen 
so when I'm in those like low moments or those low times, just remembering like, hey, it's not going to last forever. It's going to get better. You're going to enjoy some stuff. Like having more of a positive outlook as to knowing that something's about to come or something's going to change. But if I'm stuck in that, you know, that low of like, man, this sucks. Everything's horrible. It's not going the way that I want. Then I'm probably going to miss that like outlook or that, or not outlook, but uh, that positive, that positive moment, wherever it may be. Just enjoying the moment that I'm in. Would you say you've always kind of had that view of life or is that something that's developed over time? No, definitely had, did not always have that view of life. I can say that for sure. It's something that I probably have recently developed within the last five years. What would you describe your previous outlook on life as? Honestly, I didn't, I don't know if I, had, I really had like a outlook on life. It was just work was probably one of the biggest things that I was doing. So that was like my main focus. And it was just make money and party on the weekends, basically. So what would you say is the catalyst or the reason behind change of going from just have fun, enjoy life, get some partying in and to this more positive outlook, more focused on regardless of what the the circumstances are, getting the most out of it you can? Um, I would say it was relationships with not only in like a like a romantic or just relationships with people in general, like coworkers, friends, family. I found myself not only feeling like an, an asshole at the at the end of the day, but just a, a lot of like anger, and I was very quick tempered, um, where I'd go from you know like zero to one hundred very fast, especially with the work setting. If it was you know this person didn't close the deal, like I told them how to say it, and I was like, oh, I know this works. And then I'd go out and say like the same thing, close the deal, I'd just be like instantly like upset, or the smallest thing would just like set me off, and people started mentioning that to me. I was like, yo, man, like, you need to like calm down. And at first I was like, no, it's, it's like, they're just not into it or like they don't get like my side of it. And then when I was like starting to be like every single person was like, all right, let me like a step back and like look at myself real quick and kind of starting to realize that, yeah, that is very true. Like I'm very quick to anger. Smallest thing will like set me off. And then I just go ballistic for a little bit and then I'm cool. So that was kind of like an eye-opening thing for me, um, not only with like, you know, girlfriends at the time or whatever, but also like the coworkers and bosses being like, yo, man, like you need to cool down. So I'd say that's probably like the catalyst of where I actually like listened to everybody one time in my life, I guess you could say. I was like, okay, like let's, let's take a little deeper look at this and see what's going on here. Because that's, I mean, I don't feel like that's a normal behavior to have. It wasn't as bad when I was younger, but... Like it was still there. I can remember times punching holes in the walls and stuff when I was in like high school and middle school and stuff. So like, yes, it was definitely there, but I wouldn't say it was as prevalent of, or constant. Um, probably until I got back out of the military and was working like civilian jobs or even probably in the military as well too. You know, one thing that I, I know has such a big impact on, on every person is how you were raised, your childhood, kind of upbringing and stuff like that. What, how would you describe your experience growing up? I mean, kind of growing up, you were kind of there most of the time. So <laughs> yeah. I would say similar, but very different experiences at the same time. Like the biggest memories for me that I would say have impacted me later in life is, you know, parents getting divorced. I would say definitely with, I think, anybody, any any child or you know, young adult that goes through and watches their parents get divorced, it may not seem like a big deal at the time because how common it is nowadays. 
but in some degree they it definitely impacts that person. I'd say kind of where I was at of you know going right into that like middle school high school transition of like who am I you know hitting puberty whatever it may be just a lot going on at that in that time of life and then having to see kind of the insides or not the insides but like the the goings-ons of you know a relationship that isn't isn't the best right now I would say that impacted me as a person because I saw and heard a lot of things that probably someone at my age didn't need to be around for um, or be in the middle of I would say there's a lot of things in that watching parents go through a divorce and being kind of in the middle of it that really didn't help my outlook on life or even relationships later on down the road. One of the things I've started to realize, there's this impact that you don't see until years later that I've started to realize with some of my relationships where it's like, man, was is that some of the stuff that I picked up from back growing up? And is that maybe something that I'm still working through? How did you go about processing that? Or do you have any advice for others that may be going through something similar? Very unpopular opinion, but like honestly, therapy and not, you know, the kind that you go through and they're like, hey, here's some pills, have fun. I went to a place, it was kind of geared more toward veterans, but my thing was like, all right, if I go in there and want to put me on any medications, like I'm going to be like, kick rocks, I'm out. So actually like talking with someone that is trained and going back to kind of like, not necessarily those core memories, but like tracing back to like a certain time or place or situation that something has happened and then talking about it. You know, there's so many situations that everybody's been through where they just kind of, you know, like, okay, that happened. I'm going to like deal with this later. And they never really go back and deal with it of like, okay, that was kind of like messed up. Let me talk about this and like get my feelings out. And maybe someone has some, you know, advice for me that can help me deal with this situation question for you. I want to go back to one of the things you said. You mentioned before talking about therapy that it's an unpopular opinion. Where does that come from? I know when I was, um, and I can't speak for anybody else, but I know for me, I never wanted to go to therapy when I was in the military because, you know, that would label me as like crazy or something, right? He's off rocker or, you know, he's a pussy, he can't deal with it. I still think that's like a very big stigma that's out there is if you need therapy, there's something wrong with you, which after, I mean, like I was really nervous going in, but honestly myself and then people that I've been even in relationships that have you know done therapy and whatnot, um, I think it's helped them out a lot to you know, just talk to people and kind of go back and express those feelings and like get, get all that stuff out there. But I, I, I do still think that, like, you know, men going to therapy is like a big, like, no, no, you don't need that. You know, you got to be tough. You just, you know, rub some dirt on it and keep going, you know. What was the tipping point from, I'm not going to do this. It's going to make me look like crazy. You know, those kind of thoughts to, this is something that I need and I can benefit from. What got you to that point? So it was actually one of my relationships with one of my girlfriends. And I remember after we had broken up, or maybe we hadn't broken up yet. I don't know. But one of her questions was like, how do you how do you feel about our relationship or how do you feel about me and i just kind of sat there and was like I, I, don't, I don't i don't know like i don't know how to answer that question I was like how do i feel which kind of got me thinking of how do i not know how i feel right now so like one of my first kind of lessons not really lessons but like things to work through when i went to therapy was just identifying emotions and so it was break it in the down like Bar barney style had a sheet that had like faces on it and it was like angry, sad, confused, like happy, joy, and it had all these different like emotions that you can feel, right? 
And so she would just be like, hey, tell me about something, you know? Tell me about work the other day. So I would start telling her the story of, hey, okay, this happened. She would just randomly pause and stop and be like, all right, tell me how you felt. Or how did that make you feel? Like point to one of the faces. And so it was just identifying those feelings because in my mind, I felt like maybe I had just became so numb. All I was doing was expressing anger. And that's really all I had done for quite a few years. So I'd say the tipping point was kind of that question of how do you feel about this relationship or about a certain person? And I didn't have an answer. And so I would say I kind of you know looked and was just kind of like dumbfounded by the question of being like, I don't know, like, I don't know how to answer this. So like, let's, let's look into it deeper and kind of challenge myself to figure out why that is. So your time in the military, give me, give me an idea of what that did in your life, how that impacted you. What are your thoughts? I jokingly tell people that it was the best first times of my life. I don't regret my time in the military at all. I would say, like, honestly, I wouldn't be where I'm at or who I am without having done that or served. Um, it's also opened up a lot of doors for me later on in life, not necessarily from like being in the military aspect, but, um, you know, just with meeting people, how to communicate with people, things like that as well. I really kind of found out more about myself and the fact that I was put into situations that I would, I will never be put in or never again be put in were some of those situations very, I guess, bad and had long term or let's say, you know, impacted me later in life course being on you know the first deployment it was kind of more of a rare deployment for the time back in like 2013 or 2012 2013 we you know had firefights every day saw a lot of a lot of stuff that i would never see civilian side so um that has also impacted me later on in life things that i've had to work through and come to realize that even when I went to therapy and everything, um, we worked on some of that stuff as well. So that's like a, why I like to say is the best first times of my life. Do you feel like you've been able to move past those? Do you feel like they still kind of hold you back in some respects? Or do you feel like you've just been made stronger as a result? Um, I would say now that they've probably made me a stronger person, but I wouldn't always answer that question the same after even, you know, like a short time of of getting back. I think one of like the hardest things that I had to deal with getting back and integrated into normal life in the United States, um, just because of how different it was over there. Um, on deployments, I remember like my first time going to Walmart after I got back and I was like, oh yeah, I'm just going to go. You know, I think I had to like grab some milk. I couldn't even remember what I was going there for. It was like milk or something like that. And I was like, as soon as I like step foot and I just see like all these people, I just had like a mini panic attack. I was like, nope, can't do this and turned around and walked away. And I think that kind of like scared me a little bit. I mean, like, I don't know what's going on, but like, I'm not going to tell anybody about this. Like that was, that was like weird. Why did I react that way? You know, it's just going to Walmart. Like everybody does it. I mean, eventually now, like I still have some of those kind of anxieties that come up of like, oh crap, there's going to be a lot of people here. There's going to be a lot going on, but I know that all right, I have worked on myself enough to be like, all right, I know this, everything's going to be good. We're going to work through this and just kind of putting, pushing myself, which I think also comes from that military of like knowing that you can push yourself further than what you think you can and still be okay. Most Americans or, you know, the individuals that you interact with, their only experience is what they hear from the movies or maybe secondhand stories. Do you have any advice for individuals who may feel like me or for instance, others who may have family members that have been through that? And how they can relate more to it. 
Yeah. And maybe not even relate, but just give you the opportunity to be in, say, and kind of do what you need to, to, to process or uh, I'm struggling with the question, but I hope the idea is coming across. I think I, think I kind of know what you mean. Like, honestly, I think it, it comes down to the individual. Like with me, I'm pretty open. If somebody's like asking questions, um, asking questions about like, okay, like what happened over there? Like, tell me this, tell me that. Or, um, did you kill anybody? I think that's kind of like the big, I think like the the big question that I would stay away from is kind of asking like those dark questions of like, okay, did you kill anybody or did you have to do this or did you have to do that? Um, if they are open, like I am, I would say, you know, hey, just let them know like, hey, if there's anything that I cross or any any line that or any question that makes you feel uncomfortable, like feel free to just say, I don't feel like answering that. Um, I feel like most of the guys that I was with and even, you know, people that I've met that have also been on deployments and stuff, they're usually pretty, usually pretty like relaxed and, and open, but there is some lines that they'll be like, oh, I don't really feel like talking about that right now. And they'll usually just tell you. So I don't think there's anything to be like afraid of asking or not wanting to like stir up some stuff, but at the same time, like kind of just, you know, you don't want to go off and be like, asking these deep hard questions without like talking to them about it first i guess just let them open up to you i guess you know you titled it your best worst times is there stuff that you miss about it oh hell yeah every day i miss being deployed every day i don't miss being back in garrison at all (laughs) um i think one of the biggest things that i miss about it is the simplicity of it and what i mean by that is like the only things that you really cared about over there is like all right what am i eating when am I sleeping? Are like all my all my brothers and people around me? Are they good? Just fire back, or am I am I did I make it through another day? Um, I feel like getting back and like one of the biggest things that I struggle with is like all right, you have like oh yeah, all these taxes you have to worry about other people's feelings and like the communication or like how instant everything is back in the United States is. I still think about it all the time. Like you know, if I can get rid of my phone, that would be amazing because that would be because I contact me twenty four seven. And like sent me all this stuff and it was just like, I don't know, so easy to be in that and not have to worry about everything going on. I'm like, oh, I gotta, you know, be at this meeting and do this and then this and I got this going on and then I gotta go run and, you know, have a family party and then I gotta meet my friends out for, you know, drinks because it's so and so's birthday. And like you just have so much busy stuff to do versus like the simplicity of like, all right, I know exactly what I'm gonna be doing tomorrow. It's like, I'm going out on patrols or I have guard. Um, but you're like just in that mindset and you, that's all you care about is like, I don't really care about money. I don't care about, uh, you know, going out with friends or anything. He was like, yo, we're here. This is life. This is all I care about right now. So I would say the simplicity of, of being deployed was like one of the, the best, the best things. Um, even like when I got back and, and got a phone again, I was like, this thing is pissing me off. <laughs> I want to throw it out the window. Well, just because it'd be like, you know, text messages from everybody at the same time and not wanting to respond to them, but knowing I, I should. So, yeah, I would say the simplicity is one of the things that I miss the most. You know, you've been out of the military for a little while now. How was getting out? <laughs> um, it, was, it was honestly really weird. I feel like they don't, well, the, the military doesn't do a very good job for, like, they do have a lot of programs and stuff that is set up. But at the end of the day, I still don't feel like it's a very good way of being like, hey, we're, 
we're back in like the civilian world. Like things are a lot different here. I would say one of the hardest things that I had to get used to is like how you talk to people. I mean, in military, you can FP and Q all, all you want. Um, I feel like you can kind of say whatever you want to someone in the military. Um, at least I don't know how it is anymore, but <laughs> you could say whatever you wanted to them. And, and it was like, all right, I don't care if I hurt your feelings. Like this is a, a life or death situation of like, that's how you have to like view everything. It's like, yeah, if you mess up or if you're late or if you're not doing what you're supposed to, like that could be someone's life. And then you transition into the, into the civilian side of things. It's like, oh, someone didn't give you this report. Oh, well, <laughs> like we can just get it later. Um, so kind of taking a step back and realizing like, Hey, we're not into that, into that mode of like, it's a life or death situation. It's very, I would say very hard to be around people that haven't had those experiences of where they have to get something done uh, because other people are depending on them. Um, And I mean, there's people like that in the military. They're usually the ones that are, you know, everybody knows who they are. Um, But in the workplace, it's, you have this coworker and you have to learn how to work with them. Um, You can't just, start making them do push-ups or smoke them to death. Like you got to figure out a way of like getting on the same page. Um, that's, and I think that was like one of the things that I struggled with of being like quick to anger is, you know, uh, someone didn't put the keys back for a car. That's when my anger would kick off and be like, you're a freaking idiot. Walk 10 feet, 10, 10 feet to put the keys back where they're supposed to be. And then we want to have these people waiting and do this and that and yada, 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 um, potentially miss out on, on miss out on a sale um but at the end of the day it's like hey is it really that big of a deal no but in my mind it was like yo if you don't do this like it is a huge deal as you kind of look back on all these different settings and experiences you've had what would you say has been the most difficult phase and and what helped you through that i would probably say kind of trying to relate um i had like a you know very close friends since you know, kindergarten, middle school that I'm still friends with today, having such different life experiences of, you know, they went off to college, me going off and just spending those college days in the military. I would say like trying to relate to kind of their mindset, not not that they're like immature or anything. It's just we've had two very different life experiences. So learning how to relate to people on every aspect of like what they've done in life trying to find some common ground to keep the relationship going. Is there anything that I may have missed or that you'd want to bring up and talk about that, that we haven't covered? One of the things I don't, I don't one thing that we haven't like covered is I don't think anybody ever gets to a point in their life where they're just, they're completely like good. I don't got to work on myself anymore. I'm like where I want to be. I think that's one thing that I've struggled with as well too, is always looking for that all right, once I'm in this career, once I have this type of job, once I have this, I'm going to be happy and like everything's just going to be easy. I'd say a lot of people always look to the future of, you know, like once I have this or that, um, I'm in this type of career or I'm, you know, doing this, I'm married, I have kids, yada, 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 whatever it is. It's like, that's when it's going to get easy. One thing that is hard or that I've had to realize is like life is never easy. It's ever changing. So we have to continue to work on ourselves and continue to kind of explore ourselves and like make ourselves happy when whatever moment we are, um, which is kind of coming back to like my outlook on life right now, trying to find like the positives in, you know, everyday situations. Um, even, you know, last night being out with some like friends and stuff and just kind of like taking a moment to look around and be like, having like individual experiences with everybody there, you know, like we fly together or whatever. 
and just realizing like the amount of things that I've gone through in my life and then equally the crazy things that they've gone through in their lives. And we came together at this point in time to experience that experience and how crazy that is and just kind of like enjoying that. So like kind of taking a step back from what's going on and just living in the moment and being like, this is pretty wild that all of us are here together at this moment in time. So I'd say realizing those situations that you're in and knowing that they're going to come, knowing that they're going to be some bad ones, but also continuing to like work on yourself throughout. There's not going to be an easy point in life where everything's just coasting. Realizing that if you have that future goal or whatever, like that's awesome. Even with flying helicopters, it's like, all right, I want to get through training. And like once I'm through training, it's like, all right, what's the next step now? Like, what's my next goal going to be? Like, definitely celebrate it, definitely enjoy it, but realize that like that's not the end all be all. Um, and it's not going to get easier. It's probably only going to get harder. Like how much deeper can I, or how much, like I pushed myself this far, like how much more can I push myself? How much more information can I get out of this? Or how much more can I learn from these situations? It's kind of been like very exciting for me of, you know, going from like an student to the instructor phase. I've probably learned so much more as an instructor than I ever did as a student. Like, yeah, I got the basic knowledge down, but I've been in so many more and different situations that I've learned from being an instructor that it's like, all right, I'm kind of excited for like that next phase. Of like, okay, how much am I going to learn when I'm in a different type of job? Um, and how much can I soak up and work on myself while I'm doing that at the same time? So it's kind of not, not realizing that it's going to be easy from there and you're just going to stop, but really enjoying like learning more from every aspect of life of like uh, i mean if you you want to relate that to like a relationship right like all right we first go on a few dates hey things are really exciting hey what about when we're in an actual relationship and then all right we're married we get older like how can i keep making this fun and how can i keep learning about this person i would say that's maybe not look to have because i just don't think anything's ever going to get easy and it's just going to kind of coast what have been your tried and true tactics or truths that you lean on that that get you through the kind of difficult times or when things aren't enjoyable or exciting? Um, so if I feel myself in those call them darker times or having like some low self-talk, something something's going on. Usually I'll you know go for a drive, go for a walk, hit the gym. I think working out and being physically active, even like hiking or anything like that, getting out and away from everything helps out a lot call it like getting away from the noise where most people live are in cities and there's a lot of people around so it's just kind of like getting away from everything and just going to where it's quiet and having some time to think and be like like it's really not that bad you know or going and just kicking my ass in the gym and being like all right like i just did that like i I can keep pushing myself you know none of this that we've talked about is easy to talk about i would say right like why do you tell people why come on the show if i can you know, say one piece of one piece of information that maybe turns a light bulb on for someone and they start diving deep into, you know, like working on themselves and making themselves better. Everybody can use or just having that like tipping point of like, I'm going to I'm going to change my life. And I'm sure you've seen and most people have seen, you know, different people that have made this is like the tipping point for me of like, I listened to this or I saw something and I was like, I want to do that. And I went and did it. And like, I've never looked back and it's changed my life. So if I can do that for like one person, you know, how many other people are they going to affect throughout their life or the different experiences that they have? Um, So I think it's just like a chain reaction. If I can help a hundred people out, by all means, I'm going to do it. But if I can, if I can help one person out, like by all means, I'm going to do it. So that would, that was my reasoning for for coming on the show and and talking about a little bit about myself, kind of my viewpoints on life. Um, Everybody's different. 
hopefully, you know, someone out there has, has helped kind of change what they do or um, kind of how they live their life and they feel happiness and joy from it. I think we get, as people get so caught up in like having not necessarily like a popularity contest or like needing all this stuff and like showing off and kind of the society that we live in, but like, don't forget to go out and just have fun, make life a, a fun experience for you and act stupid sometimes, you know, like just go out and have fun and be yourself. Nice. I like it. Gareth, really appreciate you jumping on. I've learned so much from you, not just here, but throughout life, even though you may be my younger brother and a little bit shorter, I still look up to you. So I got to bring the shortness into it. (laughs) Yeah. I got to take some easy shots when I got the opportunity. Oh no. I I tell everybody, I'm like, I don't know what happened to me. Both my brothers are six three, and I'm over here at five ten. So, it's <laughs> all right. You got the strength. I'm just wiry. Yeah. I, I will, usually, I say right after that, I can still beat them both up. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll let you say that. Yeah. I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> Anyways. Honestly, thank you. Uh, I I really appreciate you asking me. It means a lot to me, and especially kind of seeing not only seeing you throughout life and everything but seeing you go and and come up with this idea i think it's really awesome so i I really appreciate being the person that you look to and asked Uh, means a lot to me it's mutual g really appreciate it thanks for listening into this episode i hope you found some value in it if you did once again this is very action-based not just awareness-based so there's three things that i ask from you and you only have to pick one The first is reach out to somebody that might be struggling in your life and make sure they're doing all right. The second one is if you found the value in this episode, I hope that you'll share it with somebody else. And three, if you're still feeling motivated to do some more, we'd always love a rating and review that helps us grow the podcast, helps us cast that net a little bit wider, find those who can benefit from this podcast. And additionally, if you're wanting to join more of the conversations, you can find us at Win Mental Combat. We're on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and as much as I hate to admit it, we're even on TikTok now. So give us a follow, come join the conversation. With that said, we're going to call it a day on this episode.